everybody. Welcome to Rika Sock Mandalorian Podcast. My name is Cork. My name is Rika. And I'm Brett. So, uh, wow. Uh, I guess we're doing uh, Rick's Road, the uh, finale for uh, Andor. Yeah, we're basically doing a regular episode about the finale of Andor, because we all really like Andor. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> and I feel like the finale is a good... Um... And even if like you don't have to have any post people, it's on Hulu, and they're doing at least a couple episodes on... ABC? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are just, like, airing. Yeah. yeah. They want to get their money's worth. Yeah. Oh, and we we have done an episode on the first arc. We did our predictions uh, episode, but clearly there was a little bit of booze going around in. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it we, was, like, midnight. There was a lot of booze going around. Yeah, yeah. So we tried to record about the Ndali and the prison arcs as well. We did that recording... I don't know how much of that is going to be usable. I don't think we should use that either. Okay. I think we should just do a do an old Dottie episode, yes. do a prison arc episode. Okay, good. I'm glad you agreed because mm-hmm. I was going to suggest us doing that. Yep. So those will be coming out eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to not give actual timelines. Yeah. Because it takes seven months for us to finish a book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So because this is a completely new show, we're actually going to have Brett lead this episode. Yay. Yay. Uh, so, beginning. Uh, the description for this episode is... Caspian returns home to Ferrix, a tinderbox that is expecting a spark of rebellion, which I think is just a very accurate description of what happens in this episode. Yep, that is what happens. I literally tried to not read. I started reading that like when I was going to click on it when it came out, and I was like, huh? Ah. Yeah, there's spoilers <laughs> of, in the description itself. Most of the time, most like, have you guys know, uh, you're not vague. up at 3 a.m. to, I was going to say, most of the time, right when it premieres, it will just say like one thing. Like for Mandalorian season two, it was like, the Mandalorian searches for a Jedi. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, it, they'll just be very vague and not give any plot I- issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of leading to this, so... Yeah, I mean, this is kind of where we would expect mm-hmm. what what happened. is like, right. everyone's going to go to Ferex and shit's going to go bad. Right. Uh, so, Brett, what is this episode called? It's called Rick's Road. Okay. Um, I did write it down because I knew you were going to forget this. I wrote down... It's, I literally labeled it, my notes, Rick's Road Recap. Oh, no, I was going to say that I wrote down, it's directed by Benjamin oh, Karin, yes, and the it is written by Tony Gilroy, so our creator. Oh, okay. Um, he wrote, I think, about half of them? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was, a, yeah. Yeah, probably, he, wrote a, he wrote most of it. Um, yeah, so, Brett, what is this one? Yeah, so, so, open on Wilman, which is the son of the guy who got tortured before Bix. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, what? uh. Great son. Yes, yes. Yeah, we did look up his name. It's Wilman. Okay. Yeah, I, I broke Wilmon. son and Cork had to correct me. Uh, and he's kind of just soldering wires onto a circuit board. Yeah, that was instantly, I was like, mm, As yeah, like, are we bomb? building a bomb? Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Um, well, he has like the hollow thing of his dad that he's just like staring yeah. at. I was like, oh, kid. <laughs> also, there's a lot of capacitors on that board. That's never a good sign. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't think he's just, like, building a computer right now. He's not building, like, a custom gaming but, setup here. Yeah. So it pans to the Imperial Airfield, where Deidre has come to Ferrix in hopes of catching Cassian during Marva's funeral procession. I also love this. First of all, how big the shuttle looks to the town. Yep. I feel like the shuttles always seem small they and seem tiny. seem so tiny. Yeah, yeah but it, it really shows, like, no, this is a big-ass fucking vehicle. Yeah. yeah. I always think they look like, like, uh, condors. With the hanging head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the... It's almost like a perfect parallel of Rogue One of Krennic walking off at the Orso's little farm mm-hmm. with the two Death Troopers yes. right off of it just like that. The yeah. outfits are very good. 
Also, though, she looks really tiny. She does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Death Troopers are, like, <gasps> towering <laughs> over her. And then it pans to Bix tremoring from being crazy mm. in her cell on camera. Yeah, her 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 mind's a bit... She's, yeah. Her mind's checked out a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of... I mean, I guess it's more later on, but I was kind of shocked the level... Like, the level of, like... How and what like the torture affected her? Yeah, because I feel like in most things like this, like oh yeah, they were tortured and then they're like fine, but she seems like fully she's, broken. She's screwed up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, then we pan back to woman definitely making a bomb. Now, like you could see the cylinder. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's like pipes and stuff. Now, so you're like oh, okay, we, oh, yeah. we're we're it's not good. And it's yeah. I did also like when Deidre arrived. They were like, oh good, you made it just in time for dinner. Did you hear them say that? Yeah. First of all, because that's such a ridiculous thing to say. Second of all, that's the first time dinner has been used in Star Wars. No more writing fix and trying to figure out a space word for dinner. I can just say dinner. <laughs> They're really fa- fake friendly. Yeah. Um, did we, on all of our public commanders, did we never say dinner? It was always late meal. Oh, okay. Late meal or mid meal. Or, or they were, yeah, they were just adding stupid words in there for no so, reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brasso is walking through the town and runs into... I just call him comms. Zan. Okay. It's like Zanwell or Zan... Something, yeah, but... It, my it, name, he my calls notes him Zan. Him, my notes just call him comms. Comms, yeah. yeah. Uh, and comms basically says, hey, I got in touch with Cassian, uh, and he knows that Marva passed. And he said, did you tell him to stay away? And he's like, it was a very short call. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brasso's like, okay, now make sure like no one knows about this. And um, he's... What does he say? He's like... The ISB has been watching Marva. Yeah. I love that just everyone in the town is like, aware. Yeah, that, that everyone just immediately clocked the, the ISB guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's oh um, my god, he's being, and she's being surveilled. Be careful. A side dude overhears the uh, that Cassian knows Marva's dead. Yeah. I meant to look up his name and I forgot. But he is the guy that, remember the first episode? Him and like the big old alien? Yeah. Like, cornered Cassian and was like, you owe me money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 he was with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. that was uh, the guy who I was like, I cannot, or, like, I knew he had been there before. I was like, I remember you, like, you know Cassian, but, like, I can't remember why. There's yeah. just a lot of fucking... Nurchi! Oh, It Nurchi. just was up there in the <laughs> subtitles. Uh, so, Nurchi, then we, like, another bomb shot, and then we see Nurchi talking to the Imperial dude. No, Zan. Comms. Oh, Talking to Con, uh, Zan about selling out Cassio. Well, he doesn't say specifically selling him out, but like, yeah, I like that he does this whole like, he does this whole like, oh damn, I just can't stop thinking about him. Like that's so crazy. This is like so sad. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, I don't know if Cassian's not gonna, you know, make an appearance. He's like, if you know something, I don't keep it that way. And yeah. then he like walks away all smoke. He's like, hey, hey, you don't get to know. Like, yeah. I don't know. He was playing mind games. He was. Yeah. He was. He, definitely he was, was, he was trying. He was doing something. He was definitely trying. Um, then we Pam to, I called it the bombing part four, the finale. Yeah. Yeah. This is <laughs> a lot of shots of that bomb getting built. Yeah. This episode really liked going, but like going. It was a very pan heavy episode. Yeah, like taking yeah. little scenes. Right on each other. Well, yeah, because the one we didn't even see here is that Cinta followed the main IBS guy in an alley. Down. I have it written Yeah, it was also, like, cut in between. So it's, yeah, them slowly building yeah. it, like, everything is going... very quick. Yeah, like, everything yes. is going to, like, well, blow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, when Deidre went on the walk instead of having dinner. Yeah. 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 So, 
from here, uh, we go to Mon Mothma and her husband leaving a party where she... Well, he just takes his fucking whiskey into the taxi. Hilarious, first of all. Yeah, they just leave a party. but And then she basically says, like, I know you've been gambling. So she's essentially throwing off, like, any missing money, saying it's because he has a gambling problem. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with all of this. She had all three Gs in one conversation. She girl-bossed. She gatekeeped. <laughs> and she gaslit. She like, she gaslit. really hit them all. Yeah, because she asked the driver guy for privacy specifically, and then which he, she knew he was going to turn yeah, on the would, thing because yeah, of she already knew he was a spy. Yeah, yeah. she. I have so much to say about. I think the scene is so fucking cool. Yeah. I also like in the very beginning when she has her like coat, uh, like buttoned up. Yeah, well, yeah, and she has the huge. chain across. Yes, but like that is the classic. This is the most she looks like a New Hope. Yes, Mon Mothma than anything else. That little clip. Yeah, and like that. That was the thing. The folded like white fabrics with the chain across on the shoulders and then for her to like do that open it up and then just straight up manipulation yeah. i was yeah. like bitch while also covering her own ass it's like so fucking yes. perfect it's so smart it's yeah. so good Pure has been such an asshole i'm yes. like yes i do hope you get blamed yeah like look, use your shitty husband of gambling so you can be like no no one's but the fact he actually is yeah so we are so smart right. to like use the fact that like, he has this pre-existing gambling problem yes use it to her advantage yes, so, like, that she can hide this money yeah it helps with like everything for her yeah especially i also do like the idea that this whole season we've been building up that she knows that he is a spy the driver yeah. She said that, like, her first episode she's in. Yeah. But she continues to refer to him by his name and be nice to them. And also, like, scold Piran when he's, like, the driver. And he's like, his name is Corvus. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Like, Trying to build a rapport with them. Yes, but I'm like, I don't know. Something about well, it that. It just seem like she has no idea that he's a spy. Where clearly she right. collected instantly. But even when he's not in the... When they're, like, in the dining room. Yeah. He keeps saying driver. And she's like, you know his name is... Chorus. Well, I can feel so. like a little bit. Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe Pierrot's spying on her. I mean, he's such a dickhead. Like, maybe. Until they, like, actually revealed it. I honestly thought it was going to be revealed that he was a spy for Luthen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was also... So just then we like, go to uh, Val and Cinta, and they're having relationship problems because one of them has a bad uh, work-life balance. Oh, uh, did, did they all do? Yes. Do you want to talk real quick? Because I have... I think I've broken the code on Val and Cinta's relationship. Okay, do you want to... Do you want to pause this? Because yes, I feel like this definitely is pause it to talk about. Yeah, this. so well, basically, it's when Cinta's still spying on uh, Marva's house, and Vel's trying to be like, "Um, hey, I'm finally here. We've like seen each other for the first time in like four episodes," and she's just like, "Nah, dude, I gotta work." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to say anything about them first? Um, I'm. I, I don't like settling for this level of representation anymore. It feels like it's 2013, and I'm annoyed that if like that we didn't see them kiss even in this. The way they break it off makes it seem like the or like it's just everything they've done feels like those early seasons of Buffy before Willow and Tara were allowed to kiss. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like that, and that's what's kind of annoying me about them because I'm fine with that. And sh- as a show, I'm watching as a child or like you know older. <laughs> yeah, which is the point of like um, I always liked because the call the midwife, which like is not the demographic for anyone unless you're like six to six years old and living in England. But, like, they had lesbians on it. But to that point, I was like, this show didn't need this. But, like, because it's not that mainstream. It knows what its audience is. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's not... doesn't need to represent everybody. It knows its audience is old and white. This is, like, Star Wars. It's everyone. 
So, like, yes. the fact that, like, you should have some representation, and the fact that it's only this level is what's really annoying me, because, because like, you have to know to see it, and that shouldn't be, like, it, it doesn't feel any better than those two women kissing in, in, um, Rise of Skywalker, where it feels like you could, so they could snip it out for China, but, like, it almost feels like that if you don't see it, you don't see it. And so that's kind of what's annoying that it feels like I'm in on something that I'm yeah. even seeing it. Well, it's not actual representation. So I'm annoyed with that level. That said, I will probably read some fanfic about them because mm-hmm. I like them and I think that they're an interesting couple, especially with this because it seems like Vel is like head over heels in love with her and I don't know if Cinta even really likes her all that much. <laughs> so yeah. talk about that. Okay, yeah, so I first I want to say that... Already. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we've talked about... I talked about this a little bit um, when I literally did not sleep at all last night. I like... I had done my notes, I got home from work, and I, like, had this ideal about their relationship, and I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta write, like, at least this down so I can (laughs) contemplate what I'm trying to write here. I agree, especially in the case of Star Wars, for this to be our only representation of queer people, yeah, it's not enough. No. 100% agree with that. I am gonna argue that I'm not sure that I want to call it anything... I think that if you, I wanted to, I could ignore it. Like, you know what I mean? I could mm-hmm. pretend, like, oh, they're friends that are in love with each other. Yeah. You know, like, because I think Cinta does say, like, at one point, she like, does say, you like, love me. Yeah, like, that's you why you love me. And they're holding hands, but it is behind Belle's shoulder out of yeah. focus while we were focused on Belle. But we were focused on their hands, though. Well, yeah, but Which I mean, I was saying, but I mean, still. But, yes, no. And I especially with them being women, you could say, like, oh, it's close friendship. Right, like, you, you know, try to talk it out of that shit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But my only thing is, I'm, it's really, really, really walking that line of being queer bait for me. Yeah. But I'm not going to make a decision on that yet, because we don't know where their story is going to end. I feel like the fact that they are actually a couple makes it feel like it's not queer baiting. They yes. were doing this, but they didn't specifically say anything. And mm-hmm. though those lines have been like, she said, I love you once. Mm-hmm. The one dude in the Andali arc was like, oh, they're, you they're know. They're fucking. Yeah, basically. Much. Like, yeah. they're showing a bad role or something. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think why why they have this weird antagonistic almost relationship is I think, like, they are, their relationship is the boiled down ideal of the difference between the privileged part of the rebellion and the force to be a part of the rebellion. Yes. They are Mon Mothma and Cass. Yeah. Like, they are that difference. Vel gets to still kind of excuse this, because don't we deserve some time together for all this? She, when Cinta is saying... like it's still a vacation for her. I don't, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't well, say that vacation, far. But she feels like she should get something out of it for helping these people. And, right. And, uh... And she Cinta's knows at like, the end of the day... No, no, no. And this is it. This is... We have to keep going. You uh, don't understand. Well, yeah. And even, like, with this, Cinta has been here this entire time spying on Marva's house. And the Vela fucking went home and was hanging out on Mom Mothma's penthouse. Yeah. Right. Like, and That's so, yeah, she was point. doing stuff from the Rebellion, but, like, not in any dangerous sort of way. Like, her right. aunt's a senator. Like, right. <laughs> and it worked on Aldani because they were stuck there for months yes. in the trenches. Once they got out of that exact situation... They went back to their... their how would it even have worked? Yeah. Yeah. Like, would... Could Vel continue to just be disappeared for months at a time, living on Ferrix with her girlfriend? Probably not. She's in a wealthy family yeah. that's somewhat in the public eye. Yeah. Like, I doubt Cinta could just randomly appear in what we've seen so far as a pretty heteronormative oh, kind of... Yes. Uh, you know, relationship dynamic, at least in the wealthy part of Cendrillon yeah. culture. So, like... It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. But I feel like she still has this 
ideal that like, oh, but, but it could. And I like, there's, I think that's why we have this. And I think we could see later, especially because I'm going to guess season two is going to bring us up to Yavin 4. Probably. We're going to be on the base. Mon Mothma's not still going to be in Coruscant the whole time. No. And I think if we get to that point, we might be able to like level the playing field more mm-hmm. to make it work as a relationship yeah. between them logistically. But mm-hmm. here's the question. Is that also going to ruin it when they're equals? Right. That's a, right. That's another, I feel like there's also been a power dynamic. I like the whole, I loved the whole, uh, there's two that I, I love the, you love me because I'm a mirror. I, I show you what you need to see. Yeah. Which also feels very like, you don't love me. You love having the clarity of your ideals. Yeah. In a weird way. And then I also love the parallel of that of when Vel's like, can you stop? Like, can, can you step away? Can you look away from the window? Mm-hmm. It has very, I don't know, that line like really came out weird to me. It felt very like, she's literally watching for this rebellion, this whole revolution yeah. that's about to start. You're just telling her to not look. Yeah. Just just forget it. Like, let's have our moment for a sec. Like, I don't know. There was something yeah, like that I, of like, just of you see through me and you want me to look away. Yeah, I feel like it's almost yeah. a little bit that Cinta for, I'm guessing, oh, well, yeah, I guess we know her entire family was killed. Like, basically ha- has to be fully committed to the rebellion because much like Cassian at the other side of this episode, she doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Like, this is all that she has left. Well, Vel is not, in a way, fully committed because she can just go home to Mom Mothma's apartment yeah. and not really think about it. And she could, I mean, though she'd be forced to marry a man, it seems, but, like, she could just go back and be a which. Chandelion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's kind of the thing too, is that that's yes. why Val is like, no, stop, stop focusing on the rebellion for a second. Like focus on me and our relationship. And since it's like, no, I have to focus on the rebellion. Yes. Like I can like, date you as well, but it has to be the rebellion first. So I think that's why their like stuff comes off like kind of meh, meh. You know what I mean? Like kind of like, not meh. No, I get it. I like it. I like their relationship dynamic. I think it's interesting. No, I think it's... You know what I mean of why it isn't coming off as affectionate? Oh. Because at this point, they're two... Very different people. They're two just, like, opposed. They're two wanting their own things or not wanting enough. And and I think Cinta does care about Val or she wouldn't even be entertaining this whole ideal. Yeah, but I feel like that's the little bit of kind of what I'm annoyed. is like, we could still Mm -hmm. do that, but then why didn't Cinta kiss her before they skydived off that bridge? Like, when they jumped over, like... Yeah, but I don't know if I would have think that that would have... well, I feel like Cinta, like, would have thought that... Because that's basically what she's saying in that. Like, you can do this. You know you're brave enough to do this. Like, she could have just kissed her and then they went. Or Val could have kissed her because she's like, I'm nervous. I need reassurance. Let me kiss you. And Cinta I would have said even if there was a kiss... No, I... Honestly, it's... I want them to kiss. I really want them to kiss. I don't know if there's a moment here where I feel like... They should. Or... Anytime people have kissed or they had the suggestion of having sex in the sense that, like, are naked in the morning, kind but, of like had sex it's always been really thrown away and like it's less about intimate intimacy weirdly it's less like you know what i mean bix goes and has sex with tim and you know that if she knew that tim had just turned in cast this would not be happening and it comes off awkward and weird waking up with that random hookup on right. the, the beach planet he's just standing there and he's just yeah. like it, it's clearly not a romantic I guess yes. we don't do a lot of intimate romantic things, but so I guess maybe it is Star Wars and that's well, why there has This episode we do something very intimate and not sexually romantic, but loving romantic. But I mean, like, all I'm saying is, so I don't know, I feel like a kiss would have, in any of those moments, taken out of the, like, gravity of it. Would it have felt natural in the moment? I'm not sure 
The most I would have seen is I would have rather than... But again, they're in front of other Imperials. They don't want to show, like, if shit goes wrong... Yeah. I'm thinking the only one that I could really see was the goodbye. The, like, are you going to be okay? That yeah. I could have probably rather seen as a hug. But even then, for the ideal that, like, especially Cinta would be, like, chill enough in that moment, in that moment to, like, they just had a big hug. Win. It wouldn't even before the big one, when she's no. still, like, holding the people hostage. True. What happens if someone gets loose? Now they know that there's these bigger relationships. I feel like I can see that with Cinta, too, being like, I don't want to show anything, because then mm-hmm. people are going to know. Yes. And then you're going to be vulnerable about this, and then I'm going to have to come and save you, and then the rest of the team is going to yes. be vulnerable. Yes. So that's so, why I feel like so many of their... Like, they have either they're actively breaking up or actively, clearly not working or in the middle of extremely, like, high stress. Situations. Yes. So, I, it's hard to judge for that. Like, yeah, this is what I feel like. I'm not usually. I I, I feel like they would, they, the two of them would very much benefit from a bottle episode. If we are, like, trapped in some, like, ship and we can't get out of it for, like, you know, an entire episode, then they'd have the time there's no real threat. So I feel like, like... That's what I hope happens with Zeb. Yeah, yeah, Zeb. Literally, yeah, Zeb. Uh, that's what I hope happens with season two with Yavin 4. Yeah. That would be the... the, the, yes. the They're both stuck on this base. Yeah. Yes, that's what I feel like if we had more time from to from the like, money and the privilege and the, and the, like, we have a base, so there's some tiny temporary safety... There's some, you know, we're working for the cause, but we're not, like, actively on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I want to see what happens. So, it's, but again, not... if this wasn't the only representation, I'd be, I would be 100%, yes, this is great. I love this. Since it's the only representation, it feels a little bit not enough. Yeah. Especially when we're coming from Star Wars as a whole that continues to ignore this mm-hmm. and try to push it to the side and, and get, do as little yep. as they can. I don't think that that was the intention of this story. You no, know, and I I mean, I feel like this is the annoying thing of like, and as always with these big properties, they give you this very minimal stuff and then they're like, be so grateful. I know I've railed about the fucking MCU before. Mm-hmm. But so it's just, so I get like they're, they're, like they're a good relationship and I do find them very interesting. I'm just annoyed that there's not. Or. Yeah, because it just it feels like right. it feels like a show that I, I that I was like I'm, I'm giving gonna... hope that we're going to slow burn and it's gonna make sense later. Yeah, and that's only because of the rest of the writing of this show. If it was any other Disney show, I would say yeah. this is going to get super detail oriented. Yeah. Yes, and very like thought out and willing yeah. to push the limits of what we expect Disney to let them do. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I'm we're hoping... gonna have a natural conclusion to this and it's gonna be satisfying in. Some way, shape, or form. Yes. May uh, yeah. not be exactly what we want, but it's going to be satisfying. Well, yeah, that's why, like, I'm, I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they exist. I'm annoyed that if you're, like, you have to squint to see it. Like, yeah. we see it, obviously, but if you're not looking for it, then you have to squint to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this could definitely be, like, someone, you know. I'm sure people have watched and this and didn't. It... Yes. Oh, yeah, people have watched this and didn't realize they're together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of what's annoying me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I do believe you, though, Quicker. I feel like that would definitely be next season. Maybe we'll get a more explicit, like... <laughs> as they're actually willing to accept their relationship as what it is kind of situation. Yeah, or, like, we get to see more of what their... Uh, we get to see more of what their actual relationship is like. Mm-hmm. When it's not, like, you know, 
were about to jump off of a bridge or like literally all of the empires coming yeah. down on this planet that we're on. We need to kill this guy. Yes. Like, all right. So now that we got that query interlude out of our systems, where are we, Brett? Yeah, query interlude. Um, <laughs> now we're at a uh, memory when uh, Cass's memories of. Oh, first we have him stand on the fucking street. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, in his room. home, in his hometown, where he knows he's wanted. No fucking hood on. Yeah, how he takes that? Put your hood up. He's dealing with the the PTSD of Clem but, teaching but, him how to uh, about selling ship parts and how much they're worth. Shut I, up. Let me enjoy my sad baby moment. No, I love I love the moment. Okay. I love that he goes. We get more depth about his relationship with his father. Yeah, and I also think like, oh god, I have so much to say about his relationship with Marva and his parents. And I also think just showing his father's brick was important because when they said that before of like what the custom on Ferrox was, I was like, was, it yeah. didn't really make all that much sense. I to wondered me. if each brick was a different person. Yeah, to start and off. now like seeing mm-hmm. it, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. Okay, like that it, there was a commemorative thing because I thought it was like mm-hmm. so like they just make people like, into brick. bricks, right? <laughs> I wasn't. I figured it would be some kind of memorial brick, but I wasn't positive. I thought it'd be like. This whole house is memorial bricks, not... Right. Yeah, so it was good to show it so then, like, we know when we see Marva's later. Yes. But, yeah, so... I also love... He also says it's, like, people don't look past the rust. You gotta, like, you know... But not us, you know. We're always keeping our eyes open, all the possibilities. I love it. I love the idea that we keep getting these ideas that him and Clem's relationship was pretty, like... Father-son. Well, like... like, And life advice And it was very... It seems very uncomplicated. Yeah. It seems like he they were able to connect in an easier way, and I think we saw that right away. Even at the start, yeah. When right, because when he was like, he also, Marvel was like, okay, we're taking him, and he's like, he we can't take him. He he probably has people here. Like, he yeah. was more, he more had like a realistic mindset, and Marvel was just like, he's gonna die, let's take him, who cares? Yeah, blah, I think, blah, blah. yeah. Your mind. So I feel like there is a weird, more complicated relationship between him and Marva, and yeah. this whole like, Especially when she says the whole thing about um, when he's leaving out announcement of like, and don't don't keep looking for your sister. It's a it's a fantasy. No one made it off of. Yeah. Like, like, there's this weird, I don't know. I feel like Clem was always good at, like, connecting with him on a human level. And Marva's like, no, we need to fucking protect this kid. So we're going to take him. He's not going to survive here. And then Clem's like, wait, but what if he has a family? And she's like, doesn't matter. They're probably all dead. We're going to take him. Yeah. Um, So after this, Cassian, like, tears, sad boy. Uh, yeah. Breaks in the shipyard and gets cornered by, I don't want to call them dogs, but they're basically dogs. <laughs> yeah, they're junkyard dogs. Uh, and the uh, then the, they get kept, uh, called off by the shipwright, and then like there's a whole Helga trade between them. I just called him shipwright again. I love everyone hugging him. I love yeah, every single person him. in Ferrix going. I loved your mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Even though he's like wanted by the cop, I love every <laughs> single person who does it. Yeah, and we haven't seen him. Touch or hug anyone but Marva so far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you kind kind of got that stupid ass dumb bro hug they had him and Melchie do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Melchie's wearing Melchie's like a silk like, shirt. Dude, and Melchie's literally, if you look like, as they pull away, Melchie's leaning his head like fully on him. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is the gayest, straightest <laughs> hug I've ever seen in my life. So then we get a, a, a pan of a few people as uh, Nemec's manifesto plays. Which... Nemec's Antifa podcast. So yes. good. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Every single time I listen to this, like, whole thing, it makes me cry. Well, I was going to say, the, 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 the big line that always stands out to me is, one small act of rebellion pushes our whole cause forward. Yeah, I love the, um, 
I will like, say one thing. This kid doesn't have that distinctive of a voice. So for a second, I was like, who the fuck is speaking? And then they started talking more. I was like, oh, I thought I thought that was a book. I thought it was a notebook. I thought it was a notebook, too. And then I was like, oh, it's like a, a it's Kindle, a and yeah. he, he recorded it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Much cool, because much more powerful than having, like, yes. like, this kid who now we know died in, like, the dumbest uh-huh. way possible. Yeah. Like... Oh, like, yes. yes. But, like, at first I was like, who is saying this? I love the, the whole deal at every, any, every small defiance moves the, moves the whole front forward that there are thousands of people who don't even realize they're recruits yeah. that are doing the smallest thing. I, I mean, the whole thing with, like, and then tyranny isn't natural and, it's a nonstop. Mm-hmm. It breaks. It leaks. Authority is brittle. You just have to keep going. And I loved the end. The remember this. Try like uh, that. I will remember that for the rest <laughs> of my fucking life. I love that so much. And I love it so much as like kind of almost an opposite of. Especially, I please. I hope this show continues to have no force users. Like God, please. yeah. Because you. But the whole idea of the difference between. There is no try. There's only do. And remember this. Try. The only thing you can do is fucking try. I love that a hundred times more. I think it's way better. I love that quote so much. I So then yes. we, we jump. We pan again uh, just to the Imperials and Deirdre planning um, how to arrest Cassian if he shows up. Oh, we also saw during the um, Antifa podcast that Luthan arrived. Luthan arrived. Mm-hmm. I could not remember his name, but they called him Axis, so I've got Axis in my notes about him. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah, that they, yeah, they wrote yes. him. Which I feel like he's told, he's told that nickname at some point, right? And he's like, yeah, that's fun. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have you guys noticed the framing characters in octagons? Yes. It's very symbolic no. in this show. Uh, it's in it a ton. Okay. Cassian was just in it at the end oh, of yeah, the little yeah. thing. Uh, Mon Mothma's in the octagon all the time. Norma's mm-hmm. brick is in octagon. Um, it's in a weird shape. No, it's a hell it's a hexagon. hexagon. But close. The prison was an yeah. octagon. Um, but what's the symbol of the empire? It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, dude. <sighs> the symbolism is also. <laughs> so uh, then we pan. This show just, this episode is just, it's pansexual. Uh, well, yeah, shitty mean, joke. It's going all over. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But then we go to the uh, Imperials and they're talking about how like, Mon's basically got this guy kind of convinced, like, no, the money might it might just be the husband gambling. Yeah. Oh yeah, the driver's talking to like the rival dude. Yeah, and uh, then he goes to a meeting where they basically decide like they need to call off the hunt for Cassian because no, oh, not not yet. No, they haven't. Do, do they? Oh, you're talking. They're talking. This is the uh, Krieger rebel group. Oh, that's right. They're talking about that. Yes. Yeah, they said that it's over. They, uh, what is it? This is, they're the, still counting the bodies. This, this is, is, this is the group that, um, Sal and Sauger knew they were sending to die. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like they say, like it's over before it started, still counting bodies. I love the fact that we know that these are 30 people, 30 good guys. We never see them. We only know the leader's name and they just get killed. And he literally says, because Deidre's pissed that they didn't take prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. And her supervisor says, this isn't about taking prisoners. It's about, like, uh, washing the taste of Aldani out of the emperor's mouth. I love that we had these people, like, the whole mundane deaths, the whole yeah. sacrifice. We don't even get to meet them because they don't mean anything yeah, they, to yeah, them. They, yeah, they don't matter. Yeah, yeah. They're just getting rid of, uh, you know. A bug. 
Yeah. They're crushing a bug. Yeah, they're being able to not think about Aldani. They're giving a win so they can feel good about... And especially the thing with Luthien, that goes with Luthien too, is like they were they were expendable. It didn't matter if they mm-hmm. died because we had to keep our, our like, our inside source. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's this whole, like, 30 people died and both sides are just treating them like they didn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Then, Luthien hops on I, the ugly fucking speeder bike. I don't yeah. like the design. It's a very weird looking one, yeah. It's another hand zoom. Yeah. Luthen's always wearing gloves, too. Someone in this That's group has a hand something. fetish. Look, we, nothing came out about your hand theory yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might... I might... All right, all right. Uh, should I, I, have, uh, should I, I explain the hands real quick? I don't know if you want to do it there or try to maybe see if the hand theory... Listen to the future episode that comes No, I don't you. even know if we're going to use any of that. We are... Oh. We are well, because we thought we were talking about the whole thing. So we, we don't even focus really on a dolly because we... I think we're going to be talking about it later. And then we have to cut it after two hours and 22 minutes because we hadn't even talked about the lesbians yet and we were all too drunk. (laughs) Anyway, if you watch the show, like, pay attention to rewatch. Lots (laughs) of hands. Lots of hands. Hands reaching up between each other. Hands touching. Yes, hands across. We're we're doing a lot of creation of Adam little looks here. Hands are symbolism for power. I might do a bonus episode where I try to cut out everything about Cork's hand theory, and then I'll just do a super cut of any time. I'm I'm gonna die on this. Oh, I thought fucking... you were saying you'll do one that talks about everything but the hands. I'm <laughs> gonna die. No, like, I might pull that. That might be the only usable audio from fair. that episode. I'm going down with the hands, ship. Okay, <laughs> and the hands are serious. You're going down with your hands. I'm going down with my hands, dude. <laughs> hands first. That's just I'm throwing diving. hands. I'm about to fucking throw Cork, hands. Going hands first is just called diving. Anyway, wow. we see it a lot. Lots of hands, lots of moving. Hands are basically control and power, and the Empire trying to take it away from you. No. Luthen is wearing half gloves. What does that mean? He's I don't know. Jedi. Hands. <laughs> hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, so, Cassian and Bear Friend are hugging in a tunnel. That's literally what I have written down. It's Bear and Cassian hug, and he said he couldn't save Marva and mentions uh, uh, the last talk was a fight. Which I want to mention real quick hit me hard because my dad's father died when he was 17. Mm-hmm. And the last thing they ever oh. said to each other was a massive fight. And so I've seen my dad cry about like, no, you don't understand. I, I feel like he was he died mad at me. Mm-hmm. So I understand how Cassian yeah. feels right now. Also, another very gay two straight men hugging each other. <laughs> they had a whole conversation while hugging. Dude, in... in <laughs> And Cassian is like, okay, he's, Brasso's big. Yes. yes. He wraps his arms around enough to clasp his wrists. Yeah. That is a tough, they, like, they kiss. They uh, kiss. Like, Brasso almost has his hand on, like, the back of Cassian's head. It's yes. so good. Cool. It's uh, so good. He mentions that Marva, what Marva's words said, and it was about how, you know, she doesn't blame her or anything, and Marva said that he was the first spark. Yeah, he's the he spark. Even if know it. If he can connect the things he feels with, um, like, the things he sees, I think, he can, like, be a, an unstoppable force for good. Also, uh, Brasso gets way too serious um, when he says the whole, like, she said, tell him, and then he pauses, that I love him more than anything you could ever do wrong. I'm like, Brasso, just just kiss him. <laughs> but just kiss. I do also, like, Marv, Marva told Brasso, because he's like, Marva mm-hmm. said you were going to say that. And then this yeah. is her. Uh, like, ah, yes. It's so, so good. Uh, this was like, this whole episode, I was like, I don't want to be sobbing during a fucking Star Wars right? show. Right? <laughs> Oh. Well, that makes you feel better. I read a recent interview where Diego was saying he kept breaking out in tears during the scene, no. and he had to like keep being like, "I got, I got, 
stop because this isn't the part where I need to be where like this isn't the part where I'm breaking down yet. But he kept like bursting out in tears. He's so having a really we hard time. to Ciro and Scotty. <laughs> Not for a moment of comic relief. Wait, yes. Oh wait, um, hands. <laughs> oh my god. And both wearing full gloves. Yes. Dude, on the hands are serious. But no, before we get to the hands. Um I had a joke for this. Uh you'll you'll still get it. <laughs> do it after Quirk's hand thing. Yeah. Uh do where was I? I had a few other things. Um Hesion and Brastone, the Thomas. I feel like I had another Oh, words. Um oh yeah, I was talking about the complicated shit with Cass and Marva's relationship seems kind of weird. Uh oh, he said that's right. We find out about where Bix is. We had actually found out from, uh, in the shipyard, dude, that she had been taken, and Cassie's like, I gotta get her out to Brasso, and mm-hmm. he's like, you're gonna take on a full garrison? I was like, yep. You remember what he said at the beginning of Eldani? You have seven people to take on a full garrison? Um, That's well, exact, almost the exact word to <laughs> word of what he said for Bell, so love that. And then he's like, Brasso's like, I'll take care of Marva, you take care of yourself, and Cassie's like, it's too late for that. Yeah. I love that. He's like, nope, the cause is over. Uh, there's no yeah. taking care of that anymore. So, um, Yeah, then we have Cyril and Mosk. I, I had it written down. Name. Synchronize, uh, Cyril and Scotty, because you told me his name. I'm never going to remember it. <laughs> Scotty is what he would be. That's what his rugby teammates uh, call Hold on. Mosk. Mm-hmm. Mosk. His name is Mosk. But I have Cyril and Scotty on a transport. Synchronized, put on hats. Kiss, question mark. <laughs> Again, I love this idea that we keep having, because all the costumes are very specific, planned out. The outfits are seem really intentional, mm-hmm. and we continue this theme that Cyril's really bad at dressing himself. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is always questioning his choices of clothing. Did you tailor that? Did you raise your collar? You're wearing a brown suit. Yeah. Even Mosk gives him a different hat and says that one doesn't work. This is the better one. <laughs> I love this idea that he doesn't have the confidence to pull off. Any of the clothes. Well, you know yeah. what? Maybe his New Jersey mom didn't teach him any of that. Dude, it's... No, I, she didn't. She made it worse. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I love... definitely did not help him. I mean, I could talk about these costumes for 12 hours. About well, how we're going to talk are. about some of the costumes in a minute. Yeah. So... But I just think that's an interesting thing because no one else ever talks about their clothes. Yes. Yeah. But everyone is always telling Cyril something about his clothes don't work. Yeah, yeah I loved this... Another reach across, handing an object. I also like that we're back on, like, the subway from the parking lot. Great yes. set. I love this set. I don't know what it is about this set piece. I, I think it's, live so, in it. it's so mon- mundane. I feel like I just like that. Put like, that in the Disney parks. Literally. It'd be so easy. Make that, make that, make that the monorail from the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd fucking... I'd, I'd buy a ticket. <laughs> so, uh, we kind of start the... Like, everyone's gathering up together yeah, for the funeral procession. Everyone is kind of... Milling about town, mm-hmm. um, and Cassian goes up into the little tower of this tunnel sewer thing he was in. Mm-hmm. We we see the the snitch. I just call him snitch the rest of the episode. Yeah, what Nur- Nurchi? Nurchi? Nurchi was Nurchi. Snitch. Also, what did I say in my predictions? Someone was gonna. Yep. Yeah. Someone was gonna betray. Oh, oh also, I feel like we. It was like a. It felt like a throwaway line, but I like that it comes up. Is it one of um, one of the Imperials are talking to Deirdre? It's say that like. They wanted to do it at noon, but we got them to push it back to like to like hours. three or something. Yeah. Like I don't know if they use like specific times, but mm-hmm. basically they wanted to do it earlier, and they then they agreed that they would push it back. So yeah. and that there would be forty people. Yes, that it would not, not be a lot of people, and they would do it at the time the Imperials picked. Uh-huh. 
They gave him something. So, <laughs> Bell and Luthen talk. I, like I love, love that. It looks like almost Bell is drinking, like, a like a Mexican Coke. Like, is it like a Coke mm-hmm. out of, like, a bottle or something? But she is just, like, sitting on, like, the patio of this bar being like, my girlfriend won't fucking talk to yes, me. Yes, I Also, like, oh, it, was, it, was, it was alcohol, right? She's definitely drinking in the streets. I don't know. I was kind of thinking it was a soda, too, or some kind of, like... It just, it yeah. looks like a glass, like, Coke bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. but, like, I don't know. It could be alcohol. It was just, like, I like that she's just, like, well, my girlfriend doesn't want to talk to me, so I'm going to sit on the fucking steps of this diner. <laughs> like, I do like that, um... He brings this up. He's like, well, is he here? She's like, well, they sure seem to think so. They're everywhere. And he's like, well, that's great. She's like, how is any of this possibly good? He's like, they're going to hunt him, and then we just have to kill him. We don't have to look for him. Yeah. yeah. And they'll just seem a little uncomfy about the idea of killing Cassidy. She kind of has the whole time, every time it's brought up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a good so, or bad thing. Uh, so. The anvil starts playing for the pure processional. Time grappler. Ti- yes. I think that's what his official title is. Time Interesting. That, is, that sounds way more badass. It's like, right. it's like uh, time theft. Sounds yeah. like a badass crime, but time theft is one of the wimpiest things to get incarcerated for. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not stealing time. You're just on, you're just working. You're, you're lying about how long you've worked. So we th- these started early. Yes. Uh, than when they were supposed to. I fucking love these marching bands. Uh, all, we have each instrument, each instrument is literally just an old instrument, and they added parts to it. And that's perfect, and it's great, and I love them. I loved. I know you love the fancy flute. I like the drum, but the fancy, like the Star Wars French horn, is just ridiculous. It looks like he's made yes. with a hubcap. I literally screamed. I was like, "Oh my god, there's a space flute! There's Star Wars flute! There are flutes in Star Wars!" I love because this, this is, this is. I feel like one thing we don't get because even like, I guess like we spend a good amount of time on like Navarro, but like. I feel like this is the most I've been like, oh, this planet has its own very distinct culture. Right. Yes. Which is, I feel like, what we ended up doing um, with the indigenous people of, um, I don't know if that planet was in Dolly, but wherever, um, during the heist arc. Like, yeah. they seem uh, to have a very yeah. specific culture. So I really, I like that this, yeah, this I feel like is the Their most of funeral practices? Yeah, and it, it, it's just like, why? Because at first it's like, are they, like, all these marching bands? Like, what is it? Like, we know the funeral is happening, so we know that this mm-hmm. is, but it was just like, yeah, they said there was going to be a funeral procession. Like, this is not at all what I was thinking. And I, right. yeah, I like that we, like, thought enough about, like, well, what would this, like, specific planet's custom be for this? And it's, like, something, yes. like, like, I never would have thought of. Yeah, yes. I love the, I loved everything we, they made for this planet's cultures, their customs, their, their little mythologies and everything. So, talking about the funeral, um, I don't know if you noticed the colors that were being Yeah, they, the they were all different colors, yeah. The red the orange and the yellow. And I'm like, oh, it's like the town colors. Yeah, because remember, like, they're different. Remember, I pointed that out early on that it seems like different jobs had different colors. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, Bix's is yellow and she seems to be a shopkeep of some type. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brasso seems to be in, like, orange. Yeah. So I did a deep dive specifically on colors to funerals. Like mm-hmm. Symbolism of colors and funerals, mm-hmm. yeah. So the red, mm-hmm. which seemed to be, like, the people kind of... In- like more important hard people, the the other daughter of Ferrix. Red is courage, love, and respect. Okay. You sense. have the three like head instrumentalists wear orange. Orange is enthusiasm, joy, and warmth. Okay. And then pretty much all like the rest of the band and some of the other marchers are yellow, and yellow is devotion, friendship, and loyalty. And they all have ties into a yes. funeral pro like yeah. especially someone who was as loved as the daughters of Ferrix. Right. Yeah, it fits. I like it. I like that we... The best, the absolute fucking best thing about this, which is so refreshing in Star Wars, 
is just how good they are at showing, not telling. Yes. yes. Like, yes. like I like for that with the close races, I googled that. I was like, there has to be more to this. I feel like there is, and there was. Yeah, like there, right? And maybe that was intentional. Maybe they had already. Maybe like those colors specifically were. I said, or they're just possible colors for the town. But right, that I, they set up. But with these people, it wouldn't put it past them that like, no, 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 these clothes have meaning. For but a even funeral. if they aren't, we get the whole idea that they never told us that the groups were separated. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But the colors signified. We could figure out, like, we could see that these colors were more prominent and these people were wearing certain colors. And the patches that seemed to show up on yeah. people. Yes. So like there did seem like there was some kind of thing with all of that in so then you're kind of able to make up a little bit what you think it is. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe it has to do with your job. Maybe yeah. it has to do with your family. Or, yeah. you know, fuck, maybe someone thinks it has to do with, like, I don't know, family status or stuff. You know, it could literally be anything. Yeah. yeah. But, like... It's interesting. It makes sense. It They don't need to tell us that. Yeah. No. We get that the colors have meaning. Yeah. And they're important. Yes. And, that, and like, that's it. Every job's like even whatever they and then there's a band like yeah right yeah, like right who haven't been this is also the first funeral in however long just because they weren't the imperials weren't allowing them they only allowed right. this one to catch remember Cassa. they said yeah. yeah they said they uh, had been not allowed you know what I kind of fucking forgot about that and I just like missed yeah. that line entirely yeah I remember them saying that in the last one it, this is the uh, first one allowed so that's it's even. Which is even why it's less of a surprise that everyone 40 came people, out. they said, fuck it, everyone's coming out. It's like, no, it's the first one in a while. And, and it was for a former daughter of Ferrix. And we also get that that the funerals are a very, very important part of the, the culture the, yes, in the general. the town is whole. Yeah. Okay, uh, this has been, like, one of the weirdest Star Wars discourses I have yet to see. That some toxic fans are say that they don't like Andor because... It feels too much like the real world because there are things like bricks and screws. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's very Maybe fucking the- funny. I saw some tweet and I didn't understand whatever sentence. And it was someone saying like, oh, I got to visit the Anderson. It was so great. Too bad I left my favorite screw behind. <laughs> and I was like, what is this even about? I can't even yeah. research that. There's like a dumb discourse that... that I like it's it not, more. It's more world building. It's not building. Star Wars enough because there are bricks and screws and that feels too much like real world. That and not the police brutality? Come on, yeah. asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you actually concerned about? I like, that shut was up. Was you, cheering for what the media would post. The Deirdre actress was like... Oh, yeah. She had a great line of talking about how like the, the sexism we see in her. She's like, she's an interesting character because she can come off relatable and a lot of people can understand like the things she faces like being a woman in a man's world but you still have to remember that she's also a fascist in a fascist world (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh my god that is so good those people are mad or mad because they are viewing what fucking happens later in this episode it's fucking police brutality Uh like yeah that's exactly what it is keep that out of my fantasy what yeah like it's so there's people are just realizing a, that they're on the wrong side because the good guys are the leftist terrorists. Exactly. It's, it's, I'm sorry. The 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 right wing incel Star Wars fans. What my Imperials can't be a problem. <laughs> I saw someone because this is like one of the most violent I've ever seen. The Imperials, like, yeah, they blow up a planet, but well, like that was this their, is them actively shooting citizens. Well, the thought of like people saying like, oh, this is too real, and I was like, 
Yeah, it's like a fucking rebellion. Like, what are you talking That's about? That's the like, entire point. Like, the, the, the fucking... The, like this the is Empire a parallel the show, not... What are you talking about? Like, right. Yeah, and also there are lasers and spaceships and Chewie, but, like, they're just fucking Nazis. Like, I saw someone that was literally like, well, I got to the season finale of Andor, and I guess I, uh, I finally kind of, like, care about it. You know, I couldn't really get into it so much, because I usually find myself siding with the Empire and the, and the Sith. And I'm like... Now, I'm totally fine with siding with Sith. That's fun. They're big, bad villains. You know, that is... Yeah. Right. You can fantasize. I fucking love Maul because he's... There's a cosplayer that plays, like, an Imperial HR. She goes to conventions. She hands out, like, cheap write-ups and stuff to people. Right. That's Clearly, fun. you're not actually cosplaying a fascist. You're not no. being a fascist. Yes. But to say you side with the Empire was like... You can side with the Sith. You really want to say this on here? Sometimes it's fun to play the bad guy. <laughs> yes. No, that, they are straight-up yeah. fascists. Yeah, I was like... As a whole, yeah, okay, we're, uh, I don't know why That's why, why like, there's some that. villains you can, like, think of, like, they're fun, but, like, you they're obviously don't have their ideology, and there's other villains right. where you're like, okay, their ideology makes a little bit of sense, it's not, like, the greatest thing, but, like, when they're Nazis, like, that doesn't fucking work. Or even, like, Deidre's interesting, and I yes. want to follow her story, because she is so strange, yeah. and, and because she is also that, a kind of relatable story, and you're like... Ew, God, no, I'm not rooting for her. Why would I, you know, it's like this whole yeah, opposite like, of it. So it's interesting. Yeah. It yeah, she's, an, she's like, an interesting character. She's a good I like villain. Her. She's if Cassie really... and her sin to murder her, I will be happy about it. Oh, we'll cheer. Oh. We'll all fucking cheer. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, yeah. You can like villains. You can find villains fun. Yeah. Saying you like the Empire as a whole, knowing it is Saying a fact. Saying you side yes. with them is weird. Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah, all right. It's kind That's of a, like, Scar is a fun character. You shouldn't murder your nephew because he's the king. Yeah. Like, no, well, yeah. I'm sorry you don't like uh, Animal Macbeth. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, Cassian finally has been the first person to find a scope that is portable in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, he is a perfect spy already. <laughs> oh my God. And like you, you see him. He kind of sees uh, Luthen in the crowd with it. Yes. And kind of, fuck. I was like, I was just going to take an entire garrison and put Fix out of jail. Yeah, he was like, oh. We also have when they're setting up the guy who's like, oh, they're starting early. What's going on? They're coming. I can hear sounds everywhere. He literally says, uh, we need to do a show of power. A show of force. Yeah. And I'm like, you were doing a show of force for a a funeral funeral. that you let them hold. Well, they did it earlier than they said they were a corp. They didn't follow a specific rule. Yeah, there was a curfew in place. Uh, Yeah, you're the one breaking the rules. It's not our fault. The kid, the Imperial, and Cinta all joined the procession as well. And I I made a note. What the fuck? How did... Like, he never clicked that. Yeah, everyone knew that the Imperial was the Imperial. Like, the guy's literally in there just looking around. How did he not stick out like a sore fucking thumb? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's really bad at it. Cinta's like trying to be right. like, well, at least yeah. I guess she's got this persona of like, I'm a waitress who moved here a couple of weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, the Imperial pretending to be a person who's been here a while. No. He's yeah. like, what's going on? But even his like hat is kind of Imperial. It's like, yes. Yes. get a different hat. Like, buy a beanie or something. Look, look less like a fascist, you fascist. <laughs> yes. Exactly. He's like an undercover cop at a fucking protest. <laughs> right. It's yeah, like, right. dude, no. <laughs> oh, see, this isn't a hexagon, but we do have a framing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's. Is... We're doing this in front of the glove wall. Where our source of power is. I literally thought of your fucking hand. Where we have hung up our power and where we took it from. But yeah, notice the red is also mostly elders. But yeah, the main instrumentals are orange. And then everyone else is in yellow. 
Bro, Bix in the jail. Bix, I was about to say, holy fuck, Bix watching the funeral from the jail. It destroyed and she's like me. humming along with the music. Dude, oh, point. fuck. Oh. Uh, also, just sound design. Sound design, sound design, sound design. This yeah. show is how you do it right. Yeah, we've got like a whole. Yeah. Also, like this. I know you didn't. The music, the the funeral march. Yeah. Give it. A, I I, I kind of want to play it. I know we can, but like the silence. Well, no, that. But no, I want to say in they, general. Yeah. It's the title card music. The whole oh. show has started with Cassian's people's funeral oh. march, which because the whole show is his funeral march, which is great because literally in that moment where it's just no, it's just silence, and then they pick up. It immediately picks up into the like active part of the mm-hmm. song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's so the music is great. wonderful. Um, yeah, so we have uh, Nurchi. He pulls a Tim, Snitch as bitch. I said. Yes, he has being Tim in this episode. And basically, we have the totally obviously an Imperial arrests him. He just said, at least he knows my cover has already way been blown. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wrote fucking Snitch. Oh, we also put up barricades and said we want people off the streets. Just, yeah. I, I just, we're, we just went full into it. Love yeah. it. Like, yeah. Love it. Oh, there's also a moment where, yes, where Cyril walks right by Luthen. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Or like, I love that it's, it's they're so inconsequential. Because it's like, what the fuck are you two even doing here? What are you going to do? Yeah. Yes. Like, and then, and then, so they walk right by Luthen. It doesn't fucking matter because, like, he's. Like, Seal is so... Seal and Scotty are so at fucking bottom level. It doesn't even fucking matter. Right. Like, no one cares about you. <laughs> so... Yeah. Though you're um, thinking you're gonna come and, like, arrest Cassie. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And then yeah. they kind of figure out which building he's in. Mm-hmm. I like that we, like, presume what building he's in. So, well, have we seen him? I don't know. And she's just like, let's just go. We just need the thing. And they're like, well, I don't know. She's like, don't make me tell you again. Let's do the fucking yeah. thing. So then we see fucking... Hands. Nova's, yeah, hands, but... Uh, Marva's brick with B two and Frasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that B has such a, a important part of the funeral. Yeah, well, yeah, I know it's just very cute. Was, they were so close. I'm glad that yes, he's a, he's like a central part of her. Yeah, it's literally bear friend Frasso. Brasso, yeah, Brasso and, and B. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, I wrote a note here. Fucking sound design. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it gets like the. I don't I, know if he gets tipped off at someone entered the like tower. But Cassian kind of looks down as they're getting ready to climb up. Yeah, and this is where Bix is humming from the... Yeah, like, um, through the prison window. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and yeah, then and it we, stops, uh, and then it goes to sword... Uh, not uh, sword. Sun and stone. Yeah, well, we haven't got to the actual marching uh, up. But yeah, they're, like, setting up a, a shield wall... We have that whole, like, I, I don't know. There's uh, I feel like Luthen, Luthen's actually realizing what's going, like... I think Luthen's realizing, like, fuck, I'm literally coming to kill this guy, and if I had thought of this a different way, I could possibly get this entire planet to join the cause. Yes. Like, and, and what I think did he's I just say? realizing the culture. What did I say? He's well, just going to... said, there's no way he's doing that. Luthen is considering his ways, and if they are the best ways to do this. Yeah. yeah. If he is, really should fight others rather than... Also, Join them. This shot. That shot. This shot. So the all fucking, the way panning up in the shield. Wall. I mentioned the fucking court. riot police fucking lining up. So when But did you notice when they're doing the da 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 da? The steps are in beat. Yeah, they're actually marching in beat. But why did you think I wouldn't know that? You've known me long enough. I didn't know <laughs> I would notice the sound of it. Also, they yeah, start with B two beeps. B two beeps. Yes. And then they start. Yes. Yeah. The B two. The B two. The starting. Yeah. Everyone marches up. We have a shield wall fucking up now um we kind of have Cass and B2 
fix, like, listening to the music and seeming like Engaged. we already get before we get the real context of the music and everything that this is important to yes. the, the, you know. Cassian is out of his little hidey hole by mm-hmm. the time, uh... They get up there. Yeah, Deidre gets up there. And then we have B2 stop and set up. I love the way that during all this, we've been establishing, like, enough time on Ferrix that... We get the color scheme of Ferrix, we get how the people of Ferrix look, and then how viscerally wrong the black and yes. white yes. and grays of in the Imperials look. Yeah. Yes. yes. We're so used to the color that now, when they're there, they stick out so much. Yeah. Also, yeah, he runs into, like, is that, like, a shop, or... Oh, it's, 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 it's kitchen the sh- of the hotel. He's going in through the... Cause, yeah. And he goes into the kitchen... And he then the guy's the just like, oh, hey, Cass. He's like, Cass yet? And then he's, he's like, like, oh, sorry to he... hear about your mom. Yeah. <laughs> he does and he walks. He's like, I'm sorry about your mom. Yeah. Yes, he then, just lets him go in. Like, as, as B2 gets ready to give, like, a thing, everyone's just chanting. The stone and sky. Stone and sky. Which is just, oh, so And Bix good. is chanting, Bix is chanting it, it in yes. her. Mm-hmm. Oh. God damn it. Yeah, we then have the uh, Marva's little speech, post the death speech, which is a hologram. But which, by the way, uh, I I know it's probably not the name of it, but if I was going to name her speech, it would just be "We were sleeping." Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That is the line that sticks. Yeah, we didn't care. We basically says we let them do whatever they wanted because we had our family, and we were sleeping. I and we let them do whatever they want because we had what we we had with what we thought we wanted because we were sleeping. I loved and the, the final ideal line of. We sleep no longer. They're right. I love that ideal that um, she says all that stuff about. They left us alone and we just kind of did what we always did and moved mm-hmm. on. And we acted like it was okay. But now they're here and they're not leaving and we need to fight the Empire. We need to fight these bastards. I would have woken up earlier. She also does say a thing about um, like shaking off the rust. Very yeah. similar to what Clem, Clem said similar. about seeing under the rust. Um, first of all, again, the... the show not tell is very good with this of like Marva I don't know why but I was assuming that like Marva and Clem came here to like run away after they got Cassian yeah I don't know why that was my assumption that like this was the place to hide oh it felt like they were like transient pirates and they didn't have anywhere but it seems like they were really part of this community right like she says that the first time she she heard the songs and and touched a funerary stone she was six Mm -hmm. she says like she was with her sister like in fountain square (laughs) and like she says all this stuff and i'm like i need to know more about marva and clem like what was their life right who were they more about the side right like what Uh, but also like yeah just this the speech it's fucking and like we get Luthen looking and it's it's more like the speech is even hitting him and he's like oh shit why does he yeah he looks almost afraid because yes. he's just like because yes. he's there because he's being like because I think in his head he's like fuck I miscalculated this mm-hmm. we don't need to kill Cassian these people are gonna hate us and they're never gonna join us but if we don't kill Cassian maybe they'll join us I thought he was just changing his whole ideology I don't even think that he's he didn't thinking think about, about the people this speech is just hitting him like she's right. I think he's, yeah, I think a little bit of that. I think he's been so disconnected from it. Yeah. That, Her at least in that moment, him. he's not considering what he's going to do about Cassian. I think he decides that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, he is just like, the shit I thought I needed to do, it's not I don't need to do as much of, in a way. Mm-hmm. That he sees what it is like every day for, for like we said, the people that 
have to rebel. That have no choice. Mm-hmm. The people who are being occupied, not the people who get to go around, play spy, and dress up in their drag, and play in the yes. shop. Yeah. You know. But who actually have to deal with it. I do also like that we see Mosk look kind of unsure, and then, like, look at Cyril, like, look away. He's looking a little bit like, what the fuck am I doing Well, remember, he was, just in, he was just a security guard on this planet. He was just a security guard. And then, remember, he was just working in a factory before he called... Yeah. yeah. Cyril again. So I think he's relating more and more to the people. Yes. Yeah. He he's he's getting it. Also this episode made it I thought it was a little bit weird. I was like, you hired Fiona Shaw for a single season? I was like, okay, yeah, she has a big important death. I was like, oh no, this speech is why you hired Fiona yes. Shaw. Like, she that's why you so... hired like an actress with this gravitas. It was for this fucking thing. Yes. They, yes. Again, they think about every bit of detail. Yeah, yeah. For this I was like, show. this I was like, oh, this is why you're Fiona <laughs> Shaw. God. Mm. Fucking damn it. I also love the idea of everyone looking up. Yeah. Yeah. The climb up, the rise. So uh, this clearly is starting to devolve as um, it's getting pretty clear what Marva is talking about. Uh, I feel like when this guy, because this is when the Imperial guy comes to like throw his coat over the little the little hollow projection, they let this go on for so too long. long. They should have known sooner. Well, yeah, but it just well, I mean, I feel like. It, Regardless, when they stopped this, it was going to cause a riot, and maybe yeah. this guy had that a little bit in his mind, or he had this hope that it the would other not be as... it, or they could just play it and nothing would happen. But I mean, this is the fucking thing. Like, God, this is so good. Yeah, but again, would this have even devolved into and a riot? Fucking... No, that's the fucking point. He would have just let the people protest and do it, but then you shoot tear gas at them for no reason, mm-hmm. and then a riot breaks so out. So they flip B to emo, a fight breaks out, and. Brothel fucking hit? bricks a guy with Marva. Yes, good I for the two love, of them. I, Liz said the same thing. Like I love that he's hitting that guy with Marva. <laughs> Dude, literally when that happened, I was I was like, no! When he like, knocked over B, I was like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, um, it's like don't hurt the dog. I, right, inappropriate. I love the crawling away of the Imperial officer. Like show. how pathetic they all look. Yes, yes. pathetic. We see the, you know, the whole, hold the line, hold the line. And they're all scared and, like, you know, they're like, they we gotta stop the bell stop tower. Stop the bell tower. He's, yeah. yeah. They're, like, crawling through the lines. They all, like, look like idiots. Yeah, and basically that they were the ones that escalated this. Because I really think this would have, speech would have stopped. Maybe there would have been some rebel activity that would have sprouted up. But there might have been some organizing meetings right. after this to figure out what they could do. Like it wouldn't have become a riot though. Yeah, maybe would, maybe the Green Sun or what is it? Wilmar. 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 Wilmon. Wilmon. Maybe like he would have planted that outside the hotel entrance a couple of nights from now or yeah. something when he was getting real sad about his dad being dead. But like it wouldn't have led to this. Yeah. Like yeah. And this is this is violent as fuck for a fucking I feel like the reality of it and then it's violent as fuck for a first Star Wars thing. Yeah. So Cass does get to Bix, and uh, Bix is like, no, we can't go, we can't, like... She thinks he's her brother. No, no, oh. she, no, she's she's saying all that, she's confused of what's going on, she says he can't leave, because they'll make him mad. She said, I had a dream that you came back, you climbed over a wall. So that was when he did come back. Remember, yeah. he climbed over her wall, yeah. and he. she said, oh, I remember my dad used to, like, or, or she's like, you really shouldn't be doing that, and he was like, oh, my dad said the same thing, what... Too. Your dad said the same thing to me when I was like sixteen or something. Yeah. Like, and she also at one point said Marvel was here. Oh my god! And, and his, was wasn't like, she great? Oh, <laughs> dude, stop, stop! We see the kid arm the bomb. And yeah, he gets yeah. he's the getting madder and madder. Zero fucking runs and tackles. Uh, no, he doesn't no, get, he doesn't get He's trying to jump with the grenade, but he That's doesn't right. make it. 
Yeah. Snitch gets blown up. And well, I love. He I did love, get his stitches. I, and then a chain, the chain reaction of everything exploding. That they were just dumbasses to have unsecured grenades in a fucking box so it tips over yeah. and then all of it explodes. <laughs> yeah, and um, which feels very much like um oh with the one the manifesto kid. Yes. Nemec. Nemec. Of him getting killed by, like, they didn't secure that crate in the uh-huh. ship. And this is, like, we just had a box of fucking grenades, and then they tip over and they all explode? Yeah. Uh, I do like that we see Luthen is in the mix of this explosion. He yeah. is pulling himself up out of the yeah. the whatever. Yeah. Uh, I like how Vel Vel does the Tom Cruise run. Vel runs into the smoke. Yeah. yeah. So she wasn't... She was trying to go to Marvel's house. I think she was trying to find Cinta. But Cinta was marching with him to the... But she yeah, but know she didn't know that. I know, but uh, yes. So then, okay, I was confused. They then see him and go, that's him. Get him, get him. Talking about Wilhelm. Are they saying that's him who threw the bomb? I think they're saying threw the bomb. I was like, yeah. okay, that makes most sense to me. Then they kind of grab a... Uh, Brasso and the um, comms guy come over. And just, well, not the comms guy. Uh, nope. One of the other leaders comes over and just like beats the shit out of the Imperials. Also, yeah. what shitty armor do you have where a headbutt can take you out? Yeah, Brasso's huge. He is huge. He's huge and he's got a lot of adrenaline. The Imperials start opening fire on the people. Yeah, they just say fire at will and uh-huh. they literally just start shooting. Yeah, um, we see one of the like daughters of Ferrix go down. The comms guy jumps on Imperials back and gets shot off. Yep. The amount of like these like tertiary characters that just die in this scene, yeah. like there's That's what it, I mean about the show. I love it. Yeah, but it's always no one is these, actually his, safe. His eyes and he's just straight yeah. looking. Oh yeah. Uh, but Brasso is able to grab Will Willman and Pelga is able to help B get out as well. He, I, I literally have it written down. He drags him behind him yeah. like a little red wagon. Yes, like the kid whose wagon tripped over and they're still just pulling it along. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, then Cinta confronts the uh, obviously imperial, imperial guy. <laughs> and okay, uh, this I find this part a little weird. I mean, it's satisfying. Yeah, she stabs him. But up. this definitely didn't need to happen, right? We could have not had this scene in this in this story, and we would have just assumed that Cinta was in the mix of everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I only say that because I think it's important later. Cause so she's mm. here, because she doesn't even say anything to the I guy. Like that kid with his wagon. I know. <laughs> no, the I guy says, like, like, it's I, you, she stabs him, she moves on with her life. Oh, but I feel like it's the point, I think what... But she I, has I, been stalking him specifically throughout this entire thing. When yeah. I feel like it's uh, what you've been saying about what'll happen in season two, of course, is that she kills him. And then, but the only main thing really to that later is then Vel's like, you're bleeding, and she's like, it's not my blood. Yeah, and then fair. and then Vel is like... We Vel wasn't in the fight... And Cinta literally has blood on her hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, and also Val was able to be outside and run into it. And Cinta also, has and also Val is like, wait, what? You killed someone? Like, and she seems like a little taken aback. That was exactly my point. That was what I was gonna say. Yes. Oh my god! So, yes, so exactly. Deirdre point. gets fucking th- a rock hits her in the fucking head, and she drops her gun. Then it's getting kicked around as she's trying to grab it. She's getting kicked around. Yeah, she's like, I don't feel all that sorry for those, like, cops yeah. who are like, oh, no, I got slightly injured at the January 6th inspection. I was like, cool, still a cop, though. We usually <laughs> black people. Then I, I love this guy. Tower guy Ooh. kicks him out. That had so This satisfying. is part of 300s, the guy out the fucking tower. This guy's yeah. like, no, I got two hammers, and we were 18 feet off the ground. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> just gets, they start to carry her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they it, it is kind of like, it, like... Okay, so for my job, like, I've had watched, like, okay, so I worked for this company where basically I watch documentaries and then I, like, write content for them. And so I worked, I stopped working for them in March 2020. Uh, This is the worst place I went to When, like, the full pandemic hit. And then I started again, like, a couple of months ago. So, like, every fucking documentary that was made about, like, 
COVID, Black Lives Matter, the January 6th insurrection. I have had to watch so many goddamn PBS specials about all this fucking shit. Yeah. I've watched two about the January 6th insurrection alone yeah. in like the past like week and a half. So that felt a lot like the one... God, I've literally watched two documentaries where this guy is the focus. The one cop who was taken out into the crowd yes. and they like nearly beat him to death. Like they literally stopped him and he said, please, I have children. And that was when all these fucking fascists were suddenly like, maybe we won't kill this cop. But like, and so I've like seen interviews with him and it's been like, okay, yeah, like I'm sorry that this happened to you, dude. This like sucks, but also like, Mm, you don't like Antifa either, and like yeah. you probably would shoot an unarmed black man if you had the chance. Like yeah. so, so I feel like that was just a very thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of scary and terrifying, but also you suck. But also, <laughs> yeah, bash your fucking skull in, you know. Yeah, but so. no, yeah, like, but I had that moment of being like. Well, I didn't want this guy to die, but yeah. like also like, but what else are you gonna do? Like, what you've you, like you've destroyed Bix's entire life. I like, remember thinking at this point, like, and then I was like, "Damn, are they gonna kill her?" I mean, good, but she's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, and it would be like, really gonna get rid of her this early in the? I always think that so. she's gonna continue into season two. I was so like, hmm. she gets grabbed and hears the male voice say, "Right." So I think we also, yeah, this whole this whole thing is. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With uh, Cyril taking her into a room. She's clearly scared. She probably has a lot of weird implications of what is possibly happening from well, one person with a gun taking her into a tiny room. And also he's dressed like a citizen. Yes. So. so she probably has some ideals. And then that it's Cyril doesn't really no, make no. that those ideals I, are I not there. I have the comment like, she says, oh, I guess you should say thank you then. And it just kind of stays on them for a second. With this weird fucking sexual tension that I, I hated. Oh my god, I, I one, I love her reaction that she is like realistically horrified yes. about what just happened, which I feel like we don't usually get to see from one of these like imperial villains. Also, really thought little fucking incel seal was gonna kiss yes. her. Oh god, right? oh, oh, so oh, gross. I, I fucking hated he was it. Gonna kiss her. Oh god, I had something else to say, but I just forgot. Well, I, here, I'll say this real quick. I actually saw an interview by the actor, uh, Cyril's actor. During this this moment, it's like tell me he's not a bad person. It was like in the midst of this whole melee of a Wyatt, you have this like weird tender moment between these two really fucked up weird people in a broom closet in space. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what this is. Well, that's what I was gonna say. This is one of your predictions, Cork. You said that Cyril was gonna somehow get lucky and do something heroic. This yeah, is yeah, out of luck. He, he saves her because he just happened to be near stalking where stalking yeah, her. Was stalking her and happened to be near where she was taken by other yeah. civilians, and they just assumed he was a civilian, so he was able to take him. Right. Mm-hmm. But just, didn't he have a blaster on her back? Yeah, he grabbed her, her blaster from the ground. Oh, okay, so okay, so and then got it from. At first, we didn't back. see who was holding it. We just yes. saw that there was a blaster. On. Okay, so yeah, it was him yeah. all along. Okay. Oh God, yeah. She's like, he's like, I saved you. She's like, I guess I should say thank you. And then she continues. And he's like, you don't need to. And she like lingers there freaking out. And I was like, oh, is he going to kiss her? It was so awkward. I think he's going to kiss her. I I was like, oh, I don't want to look. But that's what I mean is anytime we see anything that seems like it could turn sexual, it's uncomfortable and weird. Yeah. Um, Who wrote this freaking... uh, uh, Especially in their all very kind of almost toxic hetero relationships. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Cassian just having a... Well, that's not really toxic. Who wrote Cthulhu? But I mean, uh... who, who wrote Cthulhu? What is that? I... Well, uh, no, no, no. Nope. Um, the guy. Just look it up real quick. Yeah, I'll look it up. The guy who named his cat a really racial like. What? Yeah, he okay, we can't get on a random tangent. Yeah. Um, hold on. But 
Um, yeah, after their weird little moment... HP Lovecraft. Hey, Lovecraft. It was a joke about sex always being awkward and weird. HP Lovecraft was literally, like, disgusted by human sex. Well, no, I feel like that's not the thing. I feel like Cyril is such a weird incel. Yes. He'd be like, well, I saved her life. She, she owes me. love me. Right. Like, I bought you dinner. Exactly. <laughs> yes, he has such bad vibes in this. Yes. Ugh. But I mean, like, the other time we saw it was, like, I don't know. I felt with the whole Tim one... It felt very much like he was taking advantage of the situation in his yeah. own way. Yeah. Because he knew that... He had already turned Cassie in there. Cassie yes. was using that Yeah, right. He escape. knew that if, if she ever found out about that... Yeah. There was no few... I don't know. That made me really uncomfortable, yes. yeah. too. But we have Luthen, like, staring at the destruction. I think this is the moment where he decides, I don't need to kill Cassian. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's where he decides... When he, he sees the destruction... He was almost in it. He yeah. this is the closest he's ever been to the on actual the ground consequences fight. of his actions. Yes. <laughs> Seeing the death rather than knowing that Krieger he got 30 and 30 men died. Killed, but yeah. like, you know, but, you he's know. hanging out in his fucking antique Right, like oh, sucks. you know. Yeah. 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 It's definitely gonna be a turning point for him as a character. Yeah. So we uh, oh Cinta has blood on her hands. Yeah. Val obviously does not. Yeah. We yeah. then kind of go to the ship. Also, it's the ship that he was I feel like brought it's the to Morlana one. one. Yes. It wasn't the one that his parents had. Uh-huh. It's a different one. I think so it was the one that he the, went to. The, the first episode, right? Yes, the very first episode. Remember, he brought it back to the shipyard. And he's like, you can't keep taking this out. Like, oh, okay. you, you're out. Yeah, yeah, remember? But yeah. it's the daughter of Ferrix. Yeah, like the leader of the daughter The of child and the shipwright are all prepping it. Yeah. Talking about like, oh, the, the fuel gauge doesn't work. Fucking hit it. It'll be fine. Yeah, and they're like, we gotta go, you know. And Brasso's like kind of freaked out and he's like, you gotta go now. And we get Cassian comes with Bix. Well, we don't know it's Cassian first. The dogs right. just go crazy. And then uh, B2's like, Cassa. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yes. So he brings Bix on and is like, you know, you guys get them out of here. Can you fly them out of here? And Brasso's like, you're not coming. Like, what's going on? And we have like a whole moment Oh, 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 Cassian is like, okay, you need to do this. You need to stay climb. low. And then when you get past, you need to climb, climb. all in. Do you I understand? Yes. Yes. Ca- yes. Cassian tells them to climb all the way home, too, I think he says. Yes. So. And then he has this little exchange with Vix. Well, uh, yeah, he has an exchange with all of them. So. B is like, you're not coming, you know, I didn't get to see you. You know, he's like, you gotta take care of Bix, blah, you know, it's really cute. Yeah. And Bix is like, it's fine, Cassian will find us. No, no, it's so weird, because she just says he'll find us. Yes. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, Cassian will find us. Yes, still (laughs) fucked up. And he says, like, I think he says, like, I will, looks at her and... Willem, and he looks at Brasso for a long time. Also, is <laughs> Brasso sitting in the back? Is he, like, terrified of flying? <laughs> He's like, dude. dude. Be what all. is his he eyes? Does. He had the prettiest fucking eyes mm, in his eyelashes. I, I can't get over him. But this, I... Proof of man, I hope we see these characters again, but I literally think Cassian's never going to see any of them again. Uh, the way, like, it was just, like... Yeah. Like, he reassured me, Bix was so confident in that look he has with Brasso's. But I feel like... He's never going to see them again. Okay, I have I have thoughts about these characters, this mix of characters and who they represent. So B is, I think, the easiest. His family, his past. Yes. Yes. It, the the Andors, you know, yeah. Clem and Marva. Yeah. The child is the future. No, no, Are the you? child is young Cassian. Okay. Oh, because he. It is the he acts out on the same fucking road as after Clem's death. 
Remember, we never saw oh, and that. And also, even still on Cassian's initial planet, he went into that ship to try to destroy it. Yeah. He stayed behind with all the other... Well, like all the- I'm specifically thinking of, first of all, that kid's age when we, we never see when he, that like, mid age Cassian. His dad killed and the kid reacted out because his dad got well, killed. N- yeah, when Ka- when we have Clem hanging, we only see it for a very small amount of time when he's talking. And I think announcement Clem's like hanging there. We see his hand and we see Cassian like walk forward. He's holding something behind his back. Mm-hmm. It looks like a torch or some kind of club. Yeah. And we see, like, some clone troopers or troopers in there. And he, like, takes it out and he starts, like, running at them. And we never see the end of that flashback. Yeah. But then we hear later that he had been in prison when he was, like, 16. So we can assume that he got arrested at that time. Yeah. And that was what started onto that. Yeah. And that is pretty much exactly what Wilhelm did. did. Yeah. But he was able to be stopped. More intelligent, yeah. Well, well, Bazos was there to save him. Brasso was there to save him. Yeah. The community was there to save him to get yeah. him out. So he is like the best case of what could have happened, what should have happened for young Cassian in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like what Brasso like represents is, as he keeps saying, is like, Brasso is a normal life, is normal Ferrix. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is kind of like, he's, a he's kind of the virtue of Ferrix yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, he's... Kind to his neighbors and helpful, but he works hard and mm-hmm. he, you know, he does his stuff and he enjoys his life, you know. Bix's consequences of, of his actions, right? I would say Bix is his, his, I, I said possibly the, yeah, the stuff that leads to his lost loved ones or. I think it's his actions. I think it's him scared at her. I think it's the hurt, scared, traumatized part of himself from everything. Mm-hmm. So I think like, I don't know, there's something about him like. Packaging them up and getting that those parts of himself to safety with the daughter of Ferrix, who's basically Marva. Uh, yes, in a Marva. in a spot yeah. for Marva, yeah. and, and also the fact. I mean, for me, honestly, I was like, they're about to be shot out of the sky. Yeah, I thought they. Were. I I there was oh. in my mind. I was like, there's no way they're making it out because that's always what we keep seeing. I guess we had the climb. Every anyone who's told to climb has survived so far. Well, I feel like we huh, were still the movie. We were still. I mean, I. One thing that I was saying, I think I thought it when, when the thing was like staring, I was like, when did they stop shooting? Like, when did the cops just stop shooting? When everyone ran and there was no one left on the streets? Yeah, but that's the thing of like, did they they just probably killed everyone who didn't run away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, anyone who tried to, you know, help. God. Uh, so right. I think they were still too busy just shooting civilians yes. that they didn't think to like, oh, yes. a ship might be going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. There was something about that group of, because I was thinking like, this is a weird group of people we have on this ship. Basically, yeah. it's all of our side characters from Ferrex who are, are survived. Still alive. Yes. Yeah. Like, but, like, I don't know. They're still, like... But, yeah, I In the like, way that they are at this like, time, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Bix isn't represent. what we expected of Bix. No. You know, we have the son who we really only saw as kind of, like, a proxy to his father in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, he was, like, the shop assistant. Yeah. Well, and he was basically only defined by his dad. His dad had right. the lines, but his dad isn't there anymore. And then and then Brasso is like, you know, basically our best representation of what Ferrix is. Yeah, but even now he's turned radicalized. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was, you know, know, God, he was yeah. killing cops with Marvel. Yeah. yeah. He threw the first brick at Pride. <laughs> um, I saw someone. Say, I saw someone say that beam. <laughs> that beam. 
beat you through the first brick at Pride. Oh <laughs> Shut God. up. Fucking <laughs> beat yeah. you. So the ship luckily doesn't get shot down. So we pan to Mon Mothma and the, hex, the, husband, the octagons. Yeah. The daughter. But you, you pointed this out to me, Cork. The daughter is now in the center of it where Mon Mothma was for the longest it's time. Always it's always in her, the center. It's now, now the Lita, daughter's trap. She's moved. Yes, she has. We introduced Lita to her, I don't know, possibly, maybe, fiance. I love how young this kid looks. I know, he looks I like a too. fucking child. They look like a 14 and 13 year old. Well, that was even what Liz was like. That kid has a baby. And I was like, we said 13 was when you said joining them. That could be a 13 year old boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. Just and, kidding. Puberty hasn't started growing yet. Oh, yeah. And the way that she, the way that Lita is like, looks almost excited and happy. Like and, she, she doesn't yeah. look scared or anything. And but she's in like the, she's about to cry. She's yeah, like, she's in the oppression, and neither Mon or Piran are are looking at it. Because remember, she said develop that Piran doesn't, doesn't like this. Yeah. this. yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing that she was saying. It's like basically this, um, this like first generation on Coruscant kind of group of of Shindrilla. Like they're almost crazier about. Well, she was explaining mm-hmm. to develop. They're almost crazier about the customs. Like a little bit because they never actually experienced them back home, mm-hmm. so they're trying. So they're like trying to recreate it. Yeah, and, right. yeah, and then they're going it's, like it's kind of romanticized. Yes, and, and they're going in much harder than the parents who experienced it at some point ever did. Yeah. 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 Then we pan to uh, Scotty drinking in the streets. Yes, I like straight up in a flask. He's in a flask. He's just sitting on like some steps because he's just like, what the fuck are they even doing here? Like, uh, and he's nowhere near Cyril. No. So I'm really hoping he. I want him. I want him to be a rebel. Uh, you said that since the beginning. You wanted him to be. He's just too much fun. He is fun. I feel like he'll be around. And also, seals seals into Deirdre's good graces. Now he's gonna completely forget about Scotty. And and I think that he was weirded out too when he was like, "That's her. That's me." You know, he was like, "Dude, cool it." Yeah. Illuthan literally rides his bike over the exact same field that he rode a bike with Cassian over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your big, old, your big old spy, you parked the ship at the same exact spot? <laughs> when you know the person who was there with you is there? I don't think he's thinking straight right now. Or maybe it, he's still lowering it. Maybe he, maybe, he, yeah, as Barbara said, maybe he doesn't even really know. He's like, maybe I'll park my ship in the same place and Cassian will come in trying to kill me and then I kill him. Oh, I just um, meant, like, I don't think he was thinking right now because he still shook up from everything that just happened. You know what I mean when he oh, landed. True, no, true. yeah. 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 I mean, he, he, still, gets he there. could have put it there as a backup to try to find Cassian because he ate. I hadn't heard from Thal yet, being like, yeah, we fucking fascists on this planet's looking for Cassian. Yeah, he is, at this point we get him, you know, he gets on the ship, and at this point it is completely confirmed that he is ready to leave without Cassian. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important, because before it was like this inferred of this ideal of it seems like he's okay with him staying, but at this point, as far as he knows, he's leaving, Cassian's still alive, still knows what he looks like, still knows the details about him. And I feel, I feel like, well, because uh, it was the blood on the hands thing, but during that scene, Cinta was, like, packing up everything. And, like, basically to just get her and Val out. Because I feel like at that point, Cinta's like, fuck it. Like, we need to, I need to protect me and you. We're leaving. Like, right. this is we too dangerous now. We need to get rid of now. this whole... We need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And she's like, I'll, I'll, she's like, I just won't do it, or I'll do it later. We're not doing it right now. We need to go. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's... So... But I think it's really important that at this point, he, he was... Basically, the two people who have the real power to actually kill Cassian, who I feel like are Sinta and Luthan, are both like, we're going to leave Ferex without doing it. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm more shocked about it is that Luthan is, I don't know, his whole thing has been, the most important thing is to keep our agents from being known at all. Yeah. Me included. I'm too important. Lonnie's too important. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't matter. But at this point... Is Ronnie the undercover? Yes. Okay. And at this point, though, he's like... Because he also doesn't know that they didn't... They could have captured Cassian in this mess. Or Cinta could have killed him. Or Cinta... But he didn't see anything. Yeah. So he's fine with leaving without having a confirmation. Yeah. 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 Cassian could be being tortured, giving them information about him right then. Oh, sure, yeah. From what he knows... So I feel like this, even though it's only a few seconds that we really have him living in this uncertainty that he has had to make up his mind, Mm -hmm. again, the privilege of that, he only has to be without that uncertainty and danger. I don't know. I feel like it's important from where he was at before that he kind of really changed a stance in in his own small way in there. But Cassian is here on the ship. This is also, they're standing in the exact same spots as they were when they had their conversation Mm -hmm. in the first of the Aldani episodes. So, yeah, he, he did say, they, he's staying behind him. Uh, do you have the last words that are said before it cut to black? Dude, I have tons of, mm-hmm. of this. So, um, yeah, he basically, Cassian is like, you're here to kill me. Well, the, you know, you, did you come here to kill me? And he's like, you didn't make it easy. He's like, well, I am now. Yeah. Kill me. Kill me or take me. And yeah, tell me or take me in. in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it cuts straight to black. Yeah. And, oh, but I love, I, but there's so much more to it because I love the way that Cassian says it. Again, it's his dad's gun that he put yes. down. Yeah. He goes in disarmed. He is no longer wearing all of his coats. He's been wearing big... This is the most, like, rogue one he's looked the whole yeah. time. He's not in his... Bi- oh, I mean, other than the puffy coat one. Mm-hmm. But the rest of his, like, normal rebel outfits in Rogue One, this is the most, like, him he's looked. And we... He's, like, on the verge of, like, tears. Like, praise Well, that, yeah. Guy. I mean, he's really saying, like, yes, yes, kill me or I have to be in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like... Luthen kind of, like, smirks. Like, he, like, smiles. And there's, like, this moment where Cassian is, like, relieved? I don't know, maybe. He, like, looks down in, like, this weird acceptance. And you're almost like, is this the outcome he wanted? I think this is the outcome Luthen wanted all along. No, but I mean, is this out of this scenario that Cassian has set up? Is this the outcome Cassian wanted? I think he wants... I fully believe him. He was like, kill me or take me in. Right. But when he realizes that he's being taken in, for a moment he looks relieved... But then at the same time, he looks kind of like, ah, oh, maybe, it seems like he, he really couldn't, in a strange way, it seems like he really would have taken either choice. Yes, that's what I, I feel like yeah. he fully would have wanted either. Yeah. He would have been like, either I have to be in the rebellion or just kill me because Marv is never going to forgive me mm-hmm. if I don't. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I loved that ending. Yeah. Th- that, yeah, it's, it's so good. So much about this whole show is fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, we do have an after credit scene. Yeah, we were wrong. And uh, basically, we see the prison pieces. Yeah, whatever the fuck they were making the prison. Mm-hmm. Being built into uh, the, the, Death Star's for the Death Star's laser. So yeah. specifically the weapon. Mm-hmm. And as like it, it shifts and it becomes very reminiscent of the logo. Uh, of it like up in the curve. Yeah. It, it looks very reminiscent of the logo. I love that that's the true ending of it, because it's like, no matter how much, like, it's just another one of those, of a reminder. You know, the funeral march for the music. Yeah. The, you know, the five-year countdown to his death of a timeline that yeah. he wouldn't be using. He's gonna fucking well, die. Yes, th- this. Oh, well, this. It's that this is always looming over you. It's a heroic, amazing moment that means something, but it's still your death. Well, and even Leslie was like, and he helped build the thing that kills him. Yes. Yes. Like, yes, and we see how small that part is compared to the whole Death Star. Yeah. So how many 
And that is one piece. Yeah. That is one piece. So how much more slave labor was used for all the other little yeah. screws, all the other connective parts, yeah. all the other plates, everything there? Who was putting that together? Do you yeah. really think we have Imperials out there in, in no. near, you know, dead space with all that? I so good. <laughs> and um, I do want to, as one closing of this whole kind of thing, I want to talk about how this was pointed out Oh, somewhere to me. Is that when you think of, like, Star Wars, you think of, like, the, you know, it becomes a very, it's very common knowledge that Luke's story is the hero's journey. Yes. You know what I mean? That's kind of, like, used in classes. Yeah, that's that's a good example. Clear-cut example. Yeah, clear-cut pop culture example. But this is, this, this is too. Yeah. Yeah, but in somewhat a more nuanced But in a dark way. way. It's the dark parallel to it. What we are getting at the end of the story our new, like, our new tool, our elixir or whatever, as we return home, is, like, radicalized, like, anti-fascism. Yes. It's, it, rather than an arc of, like, saving the world, it, it's an arc of him becoming radicalized. Yeah. And I, I just think well, that it's, like, a really he cool... he gets is him. He becomes the Right, yeah. right, but I mean, like, you know, he, he learns, you know, I, I don't even, I would almost say Nemec is more of a uh, mentor than oh, Luthen is. for sure. Yes. Because, uh, I, I don't know, Luth- I feel like... Luthen and a little bit like Mamakma, they're kind of like the establishment high level, like the, the methods in which we're doing this, but the real ideology is coming from like Nimic. Mm-hmm. This episode, especially the ending, was just so secular to me. I was like, damn, we really are where we ended. Or where we are really ending where we started in not at all where we started. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's now, he's fully in, like, we knew he obviously was going to have to join the rebellion at some point. Mm-hmm. But, like, now he's, like, he just entered. And by the end of it, it seems like he's a very high up member. Yeah, he's a was, captain. Yeah, that we're, you know, that we're putting on this, you know, crazy And the hexagons. Actually, those... Yeah, those are hexagons. Yeah, hexagons, not octagons. Yeah. I feel like it would... It, uh, yeah. Again, the secular whole thing and the whole idea that we're keep being reminded... This is leading to his death. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Nick keeps saying, "We're gonna make you get a test. Don't yeah. get a test. He's gonna he's gonna die. die. Guys, yeah. guess what? He's gonna die. That's the whole point of this." Yeah. I mean, the fact that they even took the most basic, basic of Star Wars tropes, the monomyth, the hero's journey, and said, "Nah, let's make it way more dark. Let's make yeah. it a nuanced story that you don't even really realize it's happening until you actually think about it." Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That it is a dark parallel not a dark parallel it's it's a good thing but you know it's a more nuanced gritty kind of parallel to to luke's whole thing luke didn't actually learn anything no No. about like the real fucking world yeah i fucking love andor it was good (laughs) now we gotta wait uh like two years watch it uh we need more people watching it you know it's filming right now and they still think it's not gonna come out till 2024 right yeah well fuck how i mean shit we're a mandalorian podcast how long has it been since like I know, I know. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. I don't know, did an episode come out before COVID or after COVID started? What? The last season of Man, like the last number. Yeah, season it two. did. It season two. Was it right yeah. before COVID? I can't even tell anymore. It Guys, right. we started this, this podcast, podcast because COVID. we were oh, our COVID okay. pot. Oh, yeah, the, I forgot that. <laughs> Time is an illusion. So the first yeah. season was out, and we knew season two was about to start. Yes, that's right. So okay. we did. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But it has been like a two year. Two if, if you don't count, Book of Boba Fett. All right, do we have any closing thoughts on fucking Ant? I mean, what? 
just good. More and more shows like this. Please. I very much like it. I feel like it's. I mean, I know I was saying with like that those fucking riot cops and they, they it was just a peaceful protest until the cops shot into the crowd. Right, they like, were the ones that escalated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I, I like it because it feels. I guess why people are mad that there's bricks and screws, mm-hmm. police, police brutality. But like yeah. I like that it feels much more real, which I feel like is a thing of like. I guess a little bit for me, because I'm a more casual fan, it was always kind of missing of, like... No, no, that's fair. It's always missing. Well, because it was be like, okay, like, clearly they're Nazis, but, like, why on an individual level are all these people rebelling? Like, yeah, like, yes, you're joining the rebellion, but, like, why, in, like, a bigger sense, does this, mm-hmm. like, one individual person need to rebel? Or, like... Yeah. Yeah, so I like it from that part. I feel like it's a, it's a lot of, like, yeah, let's have everyone rise up. Like, yeah, it's it's the little things. It's it's the normal ass person. Yeah, I I've said it before. I don't think that Jedi are all that interesting to myself. I find these just random people existing in the world yeah. way more interesting, especially with something like this. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I love how small they're flushing out the universe. They're, they're definitely yeah. flushing out the Star Wars universe. And I love how small scale some of the shit is, but then that we are continually reminded that the small scale shit does matter. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like this might be why The Mandalorian was better than Buck of Boba Fett, because it, it was, like, he's just... I mean, now, yes, he has The Mandalorian. But, like, when we started, he was just a random-ass fucking dude. Like, yeah. And he was in a bounty hunter that everybody knew, like, Boba Fett was. Right. Like, he, was a, he, he was just a random dude. He was dude. pretty good in his sector and his few planets. Yeah. And then yeah. he happened to find a weird child who everyone wanted yeah. to kill, and then he wanted to protect him. Like, so I yeah. think... And, Boba Fett is like, yeah, you're like a, a a big fun name, but yeah, I mean, this is feel. I feel like sometimes why I like Jessica Jones much more than I've ever liked any like MCU movie because it's like yeah, you're just like a kind of like it's the surface level ground stuff which like I feel like is just easier to relate to sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is just a random planet. We're not important. Like we're we're right. not Coruscant. It's not like everything is happening. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So and even like Deirdre, she's not. Darth Vader, she's just a random fucking agent. Right. But, so I feel like it's more of, like, the, just focusing on these average people and how these, like, higher level stuff is affecting them. Yeah, that's what I like most, is that it, it, more than anything, I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever fucking seen a piece of, of, like, any kind of mainstream media be so blatantly anti-fascist. Yes. Like, I really don't, of so, such a clear, consistent, positive anti-fascist. Yes. You know, uh, on this scale, like, I just don't think that really anything has existed in modern times like that. And it's interesting, and it's weird, and that's, I don't know, I guess, like, we don't need to be talking about, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I guess that, like, the small scale works, Yeah. that everyone is involved in it, that if you're not, you know, we said this kind of, and we'll bring it more into the, when we get into actually doing the prison one, but that... You can't work in the system because the system is not, it isn't fair. It is inherently there to oppress you. Yeah. You can do everything you're supposed to do, but you're never actually going to, you know. It won't change. Right. It's not going to do anything. You can't work with the system. You can't reason with it. The only thing to do is is rebel and revolt. And yeah, it's interesting. I I mean, I I don't know. It's fucking weird. To fund the police all got the bastards. (laughs) Yeah. ACAB. I mean, we've been, we've been. Here since we've been saying Navarro's been doing it. Yeah. Dude, 
Navarro has nothing on Ferris. Yes. No. Ferris says fuck no the one, police. No yeah. one, no <laughs> one Dude, bombed people. Ferris is, is more than fuck the police. They're way past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, so I guess is Yeah. Just fucking watch the show. That, that This is the closing message. I mean, they're the here. Show. Yeah. If, I, if they're listening to the podcast, they, they True. watch the show. Yeah, they watch, watch it. Watch it again. We need more numbers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> everyone you know. Have it play in the background while you're doing something else. Tie so them there's up. more viewership. No. <laughs> right here. Just make them watch it. <laughs> All right. So I guess we will be recording um, on the um, the heists and the prison arcs mm-hmm. um, eventually. So yeah. I guess if you have anything to say about the finale of Andor or about Andor in general, you can email us at bigkashapodcast.gmail.com or find us on social media at bigkasha on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. I don't know why I said social media. Like, I'm a thousand years old. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't say it was not right. Um, okay, well, Shop Pod on all social media. If you stumbled under our podcast without knowing how to spell it, we are Brikasha. B-R-I-I-K-A-S-A-K. All right, and we are not going to make any promises of when we will be back because that has been going poorly for us recently. But we will eventually... We will be someday. We will someday be covering the rest of Andor. So we will see all of you then. Bye. Retoshimi. See ya. Kawashi. This is going. Yeah. Nervous? Yeah. You nervous, little boy? I'm a little nervous. Okay. So. Yeah. So okay. That's, that's that's. I'm, I'm gonna get a okay. drink before we go again. What does that mean? Is I don't know. Jedi? Hands. <laughs> Hands. <laughs> <laughs>